I don't think that we I don't think we've looked at each other in the eyes that long or that much in years. At least three years. <laughs> years. This is the Help Me See podcast, and I'm your host, Bianca Mora. I'm an artist, an educator, and an anxiety-ridden mama who's obsessed with making meaning in art out of this one and only life. This podcast is about helping you see your life before it's gone. Like, really see it. I want to ask questions like, when does your now become your nostalgia? How can we be more intentional with the memories we're saving and not just capturing the highlight reel? You can expect an episode every Wednesday, some with just my introvert self rambling about what keeps me up at night, and some amazing guest speakers diving into how they choose to see. Something that seriously pains me is hearing, I wish I would have known how important that was at the time. I hate hearing that from others, and I'm scared to feel that for myself. I do feel like doing this podcast will be a comfort. I believe that if we continue having conversations about intention and awareness, that we can all live more fulfilled lives and create amazing work. I hope you leave each episode feeling inspired by your day-to-day with a deep peace of knowing that you're not missing it. So grab your coffee, settle in, and let's talk about everything that's right in front of us. So let me guess, you are either two in the moment, so you don't think to take photos and you're relying on your fading memories, or you take too many photos and pull yourself out of every single moment you have. (laughs) Which camp are you in? I bet you could guess that I'm in the overboard camp. (laughs) I made something just for you. Sign up for my free guide, See Nostalgia Now, three ways to save your memories before they're gone. I list super simple tools and easy to implement ideas to diversify how you save your memories so you don't have to feel the pressure of missing the moment or forgetting your memories. I even include some strange personal anecdotes on how I've done it myself. I may or may not have secretly recorded my partner's reaction to my pregnancy announcement and then gifted him the video a full year later. No judgments, please. Head to my website, www.biancaliamora.com to sign up for the free guide or see the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear how it helps you bottle up your goodness. So if you haven't listened to the, to the episode where we talk about it, um, we had a postponed wedding date set for last weekend and ended up canceling it too nervous about the Delta variant, too many family members had to travel for it. So we ended up canceling it, but we still flew in our photographer and videographer and had a first look. So although we didn't officially get married, we did a first look, we said vows, and uh, we had a little weekend together where it was supposed to be, where the wedding was supposed to be. So, so what would you say surprised you about the weekend? How nervous I was. <laughs> How nervous you were. Yeah, I was still very nervous. What were you nervous about? Really, like the, cause like the wedding, 
like outside like celebrating with family. And a wedding is really just like a formality. Like I feel like the most meaningful part of the wedding is what we did. Yeah. It's the actual mm-hmm. promise to each other. And so that was still very real. Mm-hmm. The wedding, it was like a wedding wedding, but it was still like, you know, it was special. It was very, very special. It still kind of felt like a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So knowing that we will eventually have an actual ceremony for our family, what do you think about, like, was it anticlimactic for you at all? Or, you know, because it's been like, what, 12 years? Mm-hmm. So what? I don't know. No, you said you were surprised. Actually. You said you were surprised at how you, how nervous you were. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't find anticlimactic at all. Anticlimactic at all. And honestly, I feel like I don't, I don't know. We really even have a chance to talk about it. I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe you because I'm wondering how you felt because I feel. Totally, like comforted by it, and, like you know, satisfied, and uh, you know, we didn't sign any paperwork or anything. But um, and also now it's like now we're really only doing it like for the family and really the government documentation. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. It's like. Part of me is like, oh, we'll get to it when we get to it. But I also feel like excited about, like, even having those days separately. You know, we had the day for us, and now yeah. we can have a day for everybody else, and yeah. like celebrate it with them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I um, I do feel like the itch has been scratched in many ways. Um, I definitely want, you know, our our parents and grandparents, yeah, our, our siblings, Joey, like I, I definitely want it to celebrate with them. But I'm really glad that we didn't just cancel altogether and cancel the pictures and everything. I think that that needed to happen, and it kind of opened my eyes even more to like thinking differently about like we already think that we think differently about social norms and doing things the way you should and being more conscious about it. But this was just like another layer of, well, we didn't even think of this. Like, and had we, you know, had we thought, realized the reality of what this weekend was going to be, we would have never planned the traditional timeline. Anyway, we would have planned a totally separate day for photos. Yeah. It was very, it's meant, yeah, it was, special and I'd almost recommend it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely yeah. recommend it. I, I recommend <laughs> you postponing your wedding, canceling it, losing some money on it. And <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is like, like no, uh, I if you can't, yeah, like a few days before or you know, a weekend before or something, just you know, do something like that and just have a full day, a full few days of just hanging out. 
to the ceremony. I mean, it kind of takes the piss out of the day a little bit, I guess. If, uh, you know, the first look and the actual wedding are so the, far apart. <laughs> do you say it takes the piss out of the day? <laughs> well, just like if, if, uh, if that wasn't like, you know, your initial intention. Cause like you were even saying, like maybe I'll get another wedding dress or something. I don't know. But it's like, uh, personally, I'm just excited to, to see you again, you know, in that. Like, it was just. In the dress? Really- yeah, it was just really beautiful. And it was, yeah, it's, it's fun. I'm glad you thought it was beautiful. Seat. I had a bunch of naysayers, so. <laughs> Even though, so the first book did feel very real. I was nervous too. I couldn't wait to just get up there and have you see the dress and everything. I'm not really a dress person, so I was really curious about what you're going to say and think. Um, but. And that part of the day was really fun. We were hiking around these caves and taking all these awesome pictures. It was so fun. I was in boots, getting my dress dirty. I didn't care. But the part that felt most, I guess, official, quote unquote official, was when we went back to the grounds and we said our vows to each other. I felt like that was really probably the most impactful part of the day and it was nice because right after we did that then we grabbed the kids and got some family portraits done which is just such a nice combination to like to say our vows and reflect on our lives up until this point and then (laughs) soon after be bombarded by our own children and like out of our own bubble which is (laughs) the reality of our life 99% of the time but um that's another thing that was really that was really not I'm not surprised but I'd like to hear from you but I was so happy that ha- having photographer and videographer there didn't it didn't matter in terms of like the intimacy of it like sometimes with people that you're close with, like a friend, like you might even think that because we're friends with this person, it would be even harder to say our vows. And I didn't feel like that at all, like whatsoever. So it was just really nice to be able to sit there and sob and talk and not feel like the moment was any less because other people were there. Um, And in fact, it was like really nice that it was just those people. And (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and not like a whole crowd. I would have had a harder time uh, saying my vows and crying through them uh, in front of my friends at the altar. And I still don't know if I even want to do that. Like, you just will send them a link to the video. And <laughs> what? You don't want to say your vows in front of your friends? <laughs> Again, just like crying. It's like, um, it's worse uh, public speaking in front of your friends than it is uh, strangers or whatever. Uh, Isn't that like, so interesting? Why is that? Because these are people that we've had like genuinely vulnerable experiences with. So why is it so hard to be vulnerable in front of them? And to cry together and like all of that in front of each other, but it's still like I don't know. It's uh, that's very that's interesting. It's a it's a much longer episode. Uh, yeah. Why? But um, why is that? That I really want to talk about that. Like when I. Yeah. Like, even when I'm thinking about, like, posting something vulnerable on social media that I think is important, 
I think about people closest to me reading it and it makes me like physically tense up. I'm like, oh gosh, if I could just block everyone that genuinely loves me from reading this. I don't know why. It's like, is it hard? Bless you, Siley. Is it hard for you to listen to my podcast? Be honest. Uh, yeah, it is. And then I don't know why. Like it makes you tense? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Do you get the douche chills? No, I don't. I don't know why. In terms of like the day and stuff, um, I truly love being able to like have that moment together. And then immediately go get the kids. And it was just like, you know, a further kind of manifestation of like the words we wrote. Talked about oh. our history and everything and our vows and stuff. And like, it brings you back to when, you know, we first met and then see where we're at now. And then you just remember all of the times in the middle. And that was really cool. It made you feel like you're in the middle of a home video. Even though almost, yeah. you're always in the middle of a home video, which is my, which is my, um, passion point trying to get people to be more aware people as in myself as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it still feels like a, like montage yeah. home video. It felt like it while we were living in What I'm interested in is your perspective on the experience of writing vows, kind of like taken out of the context of it being for a wedding. Well, it wasn't a wedding, but for the tradition of a wedding, like what is your thoughts on the experience of having to sit down and write, reflect and write? A big part of what I enjoy doing for people is when I'm taking their photos, I want them to also write down. I also want them to write down and expand on, you know, whatever they're thinking or whatever's going to pull them back to this kind of moment. I don't really have a. I mean, I just kind of approach it the same way I make or do anything whether it's like painting or animation or, you know, whatever. I think about it for uh, three, four days. And I've even done like the same thing with work and stuff. I'm handing a shot and I think about the performance. First day or two, I won't do anything. Just think about it. And I start like slowly kind of getting like a framework in my head, you know, of what I want it to be. Like the vows, I spent like a week just kind of thinking about it. And, um, we were sitting around with, uh, Tyler and Victoria the day before and they're talking and you guys were singing, singing, uh, Good Charlotte. And, uh. Why you gotta call me out? It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I know it's all right. I am proud. (laughs) 
and um, started playing that, and that was kind of like the thread that like took me back to like when I first met you, and and then kind of like brought me through like what I saw in you, what you know the things about you that I found like so interesting and that I really fell for, and then. No, what you what you hit on that's interesting um, to me and that I feel so strongly about, and it's actually a reason why I'm doing this podcast or you know anything else I do. It's the the fringe benefit that you get from keeping something in your world, even if you're not doing it, like. The fact that you said you just had it in your mind for a couple of days. So your, your senses were heightened on it and you were kind of like experiencing just your normal day to day a little bit differently and a little bit deeper than you normally would just knowing that you were, you know, having this thing that you were going to be writing about soon. It's kind of how I feel um, about having conversations or whatever the things are that you're inviting into your world, just by being in proximity to it enriches other parts of your life that you don't expect to benefit from. Like, I just wonder how if you weren't knowing that you had to write vows, would you have experienced those, those days the same? Probably not. Maybe though. I don't know. It would have been more of like the context would have been different. I think I still would have enjoyed and appreciated all of those same things. Um, but to be searching for like a through line between you know what was in my head for a couple of days and then noticing maybe yeah maybe you're right I was was more sensitive to the happenings and like. I don't know, were you more were you more sensitive to that stuff during a few days before we actually wrote them and like sat down that night? Yeah, there's something about knowing that you have not have to, but when it's on your mind that you're going to be writing about something, it's makes you witness your life differently. Like you you really do feel like you're witnessing more than just being on autopilot and moving through the day. Yeah, it's interesting. I wish um, I wish it didn't take like a project or um, or, or like something like that, like a task to already open open myself up to the kind of like daily happenings in that lens. I remember when um, we were in college and. I had like drawing classes and storyboarding classes and I was really trying to get better at like drawing and like really efficient like clarity in my drawings. And I was figure drawing all the time, constantly figure drawing. But what it did was like it like made life more exciting because I'm always looking like for that person that'd be like a really fun caricature, like looking at just like paying really close attention to people's posture and you know, things like that. Like I'd be at the airport and I would be happy almost if my flight got delayed mm-hmm. because it's just more proper people would just be coming in to like sit and creepily draw them from a distance. Yeah. But um 
it's like I almost need a task like that to, uh, that's why I think the challenges are doing a really good, like the prompts and stuff that, you know, be released, like you had that freebie. I think that's great. I think something for people to kind of like give them a reason to be more mindful. And then over time, you know, it just kind of becomes like second nature and it's almost like a muscle memory. That's why I'm such an education junkie and I love taking classes and putting myself in the way of whether it be assignments or just like listening to podcasts or lectures because it stays with you. And even if it's in the back of your head and it's like a volume notch for your brain and like being able to see that. So when you're, I mean, it's impossible to keep that heightened sense 24 seven. It just is. There's too much going on. It's too much um, sensory overload, too much noise, too much daily needs. But like when you invite something into your life over and over again, it jumps out at you. That's why, that's why everything mindfulness, uh, anything you look for, you'll see. That's why people that feel stuck. If you're looking for reasons why you're stuck, you won't ever be at a loss at finding them. You know, that's why every time you go through a breakup and turn on the radio, you're just crying at every song. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, think you, about you always find what you're looking for. Think about when we took Joy's class, the present family. We, it's like yeah. it's the same stuff. Like that's why this it's also abundant and expansive. <laughs> I don't mean that in a <laughs> douchey way. I mean that in a real way. Like it's all right there all the time. And like when we have the context of that class as an undercurrent to our life we are able to find more levity and more humor and more endearing aspects of our chaos, you know? It's crazy how immediately, like, all the, like, external things in your life just, like, kind of take you out of, back to reality and, like, snap you out of, like, that that little only love matters weekend, (laughs) you know? Uh, Such blissful ignorance. No. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean it it's it's funny because those pictures because we were taking the pictures and we were following Nerov's loose direction I don't think that we've I don't think we've looked at each other in the eyes that long or that much in years. At least 3 years. <laughs> years. So yeah, and it's kind of funny. It's like, uh, what's it's so, uh, it's a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. It's so Inception. Yeah, it's Inception. Uh, <laughs> everything we're talking about, and the fact that um, this this podcast is our vehicle to connect. It is the thread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I never realized how much quiet and peace and space I needed as a human being until it became so scarce. And the problem is the mental space too. Yeah. And it's so, it's really, it's hard on me because I, it makes me feel like a fraud sometimes that I, I'm like, Oh, you know, 
I feel so strongly about like sinking into the reality of your now and this and that, but like trying to make work about it separate from it is one thing trying to make work about it while never being outside of it is it's just makes me so frustrated and that's something I really now that I'm thinking about it I mean I feel like I'm pretty good at lifting the curtains and not leaving stuff out and you know always making sure that I say in no way shape or form do I feel like I am an expert on this I just I'm neurotic and obsessive enough to always be thinking about it but it's that's why we get into these autopilot modes in our lives. It's just, it's such survival. Like, Oh my gosh. The second the Cassius isn't trying to like kill himself by leaping off something sharp. And Silas is dare I say sleeping while I'm not holding him. I just want to look at my phone and do nothing. I think it's important to say that you can be so grateful and so happy and love your life and your baby so much, but still be so enraged and frustrated and discontent and restless. When we were looking at each other during our first look, it felt so like foreign in the sense of like, wow, it's been forever. But then I realized it wasn't that it's been forever that we looked at each other. It's that when we look at each other now, it's in a state of disbelief of the shit that we're doing. <laughs> like, it's like the 90 mile stare of, is this our life right now? And that at the first look, it was like, "Oh, you're a person that I yeah. love, oh, yeah, I love you. and you're beautiful, <laughs> and we're here alone to celebrate." Yeah. And usually we look at each other like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah. So that look like, "Gotta get out of here." <laughs> I gotta get out of here, but I can't leave. You can't leave can't leave you while you were gone i was talking to myself in the camera saying how important it is to understand how valid it is to be so grateful and happy for your life and your babies but to be so enraged and frustrated it's like so crazy to love something so much and get so angry at it you know, the same time. Right, Miles? That is like a trip. Like where my patience start and end. Because our patience start and end for us both at different places. Yeah, very you different know. places. Thankfully. Opposite places, I would say. Almost opposite places. But it's like and then you feel terrible. You're like, oh my gosh, I am a monster. Like I didn't recognize what he was doing. But then at the end of the day too, it's just you're you're only human. Like it's just so, and it's just finding your balance and finding your not losing yourself. And it's like giving yourself the space to do what you need to do and be easy on yourself, but also not so easy that you stay in that absent 
zombie limbo and don't recognize all of the good that's in front of you either. Yeah. I know. What He did something the other day and I was getting ready to... Oh, there was like... Oh, that yeah, I told you there was water on the floor and I had seen it, but then I forgot about it because I was doing something else and he went to go grab paper towels off the counter and I was going to go and just rip it out of his hand and be like, what did I tell you about what... And I he just got to the where the water was and squatted down and started cleaning like so mm-hmm. <laughs> so responsibly. It was so cute. And I was just gonna like rip it out of his hand <laughs> like, <laughs> and miss that moment. Anyway. So yeah. In summary. In summary our first look weekend was not anything that we imagined it to be much like everything else in life. Um, but it was perfect in its own right. It was, it was perfect. So if I had to give any sort of advice or action items to to someone thinking about planning something like this or an event, something that's for them, I would say, one, before you even think about anything, before you think about where and the who and the what you're doing, make a list of like three ways you want to feel in the day. Like I feel like ours would be relaxed. Um, peace, <laughs> um, excitement, whatever it is. And then once you know those feelings of what you're trying to, the day you want to have, then think, okay, well, where would it be if this is how I want to feel? Okay, well, it's not going to be. I could also add to that, leave room for spontaneous feelings. And like, you know, oh, of course. But the core. The- <clears throat> you don't want to set like some kind of like limitation expectations oh yeah i mean obviously loosely because i feel like we did just that and it still ended up i think a lot of that was came from the location too and like the environment and like being where we were and like having like when we went to initially look at that location and feeling all those things like oh yeah this feels right Mm -hmm. and then that kind of like the environment just kind of aided in that yeah yeah, figure out the feeling you want to have, and then with that feeling in mind, then you can plan your where and your who and your what, but always go back to, is this going to support the feeling that I want to be having that day? And then also, once you do think about the things that might be good, take another look at them. Take a second look and be like, how much of this is just what I think I should be doing or like a societal norm or just an ingrained anything in you and think, is this something I really want to be doing? I think that's important too. Like there was something else that was part that literally just do what you want. Yeah. Just do just, what you want to do. Just do what you want to do. <laughs> okay. it's so easy, but it's so hard. Okay, well, thanks for uh, 
fake marrying me. Maybe we'll we'll for real get married next year. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we still have a uh, we still have an out, but we better <laughs> both be on our best behavior, huh? <laughs> I love you. I love, I love you. It's, it's like it's, it's, I feel like it's a loaded statement. It's it's like pleading. It's desperate. It's I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh man. Okay. Well, now I'm going to try to put him down and not have him wake up instantly because I'll cry. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you're not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.